Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today. It's really good to spend some time with you and to share some thoughts that God has laid on my heart to share with you in this session that we have together. But before we get into that, let's just, just have a, a word of prayer. Uh, Father God, we come before you now and we ask that you will open our hearts and our ears and our understanding to your word. Lord, let your word come and breathe upon us and teach us, train us, equip us, reprove us, correct us, that we may be the people that you have destined us to be. We ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Well, I just love the book of Acts. It, portray it portrays the Holy Spirit on men and women who made the who made the ship and fish where God told them. They made the people who made the shift and received what God was giving to them. Remember the Holy Spirit is the gift of the Father. They made the shift and brought themselves into a place of receptivity. And, and an overview, this, this is my, my take on this, an overview of the book of Acts is to witness the shift or movement of both people and the Holy Spirit. How people made the shift and the Holy Spirit comes in. How circumstances happen and the Holy Spirit comes in. And, and it, do your own study, just have a look. Uh, if you say, well, I've gone through Acts, well, go again. Um, I think it was Tozer, it was said of Tozer, that he studied the Bible on his knees. He studied the Bible as in a posture of worship. I tell you, God has got so many good things in store. So over the next three teachings that we're doing, we're talking about three shifts that took place in the book of Acts. There are more, but we're just going to do deal with three. Uh, first of all, we're going to look at a shift in power. There was a shift in power when the Holy Spirit came. Then we're going to, next time we're going to look at there's a shift in persecution. So Jesus said persecution will come. People will oppose us. If they came against me, they'll come against you. But what we'll see in the book of Acts, what happened when uh, they, when persecution came, what did they do? Did they bury their head in the sand or did they press in and, and, and work, let God work through them? We're going to find out. And the last session is a, a shift in perspective a shift
shift in how they thought. They'd narrowed the mission down to maybe just reach into a certain people group. But God opens up that. So today, a shift in power. Before Jesus went to the cross, he said to his disciples in John 14 and verse 17, he says this, the Holy Spirit is with you, but he shall be in you. The Holy Spirit, he's talking then, okay? The Holy Spirit is with you, but he shall be in you. He also said at another point, he said that rivers of living water would flow out of the believer out of their innermost being and the John comments here and says he spoke of when he would be glorified in other words when the Holy Spirit comes and he comes within us and those living waters flow out of us and on the day of Pentecost friends everything changed it changed forever and we see tongues of fire coming upon the, the, uh, the believers, the 120 believers that are recorded there. Tongues of fire on their heads. We see them speaking in tongues. We see them glorifying God. And they, so much so, people, some people think they're drunk. But Peter gets up. Now, the, 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 once the Peter would, would hid away, and denied Christ, he gets up in the boldness of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit was within him, and he says, he starts to quote Joel. He says, well, in these last days, God said, I'll pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and I'm not going to tell you which one's happening to me. Okay. But he tells them this, uh, and he expounds this, and as a result of that, and, and he said, and, and whoever calls on the name of the, of the Lord will be saved. And that age was birthed on the day of Pentecost and will continue until Jesus returns. If you look at Joel chapter 2 you will, and Acts chapter 2, you will see that... It, it, even towards the end of that Joel reading, that that there will be weird things happening in the heavens, and we see this. We see the climate change. We see this because we're getting nearer to the day when Jesus will return. Hallelujah! And it could be in our time, friends. We, we need to be ready. But throughout that time, not once. Does God say, oh, it'll go so far and then I'll withdraw my spirit? No, it's a right to the very end. Whoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So after the end of this preach, this is, remember, this is ordinary. This is normal. Three, you know this, three thousand souls got saved I, I want a bit of this ordinary don't you i want to tap into god's ordinary time 
God's normal time. And, and then, in this time, Peter continues to speak, and I'm just going to turn to it in Acts chapter 2, and, and I'll pick it up from verse 40. It says, many other words he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. And those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to that number that day. Verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all the believers were together, had everything in common. And they, they sold property, possessions to give to everyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. This is normal, ordinary. And the Lord added to their number daily those that were being saved. Oh my. I believe, as I said earlier, that this is a not just a description. It does. It's historic. The way Luke writes, he writes in a historic way where he's gathered the information. This actually happened. Tongues of fire did come down. These things real, and it it is descriptive of what took place, but it is also prescriptive. There are keys in this, in this uh, account in Acts that will unlock the normal in our lives. Will unlock God's ordinary. You see, God's ordinary is extraordinary, isn't it? It's extraordinary. It's awesome. It's powerful. And... The, the, they, in verse 42, as we said, the, here's the prescription, in particularly in verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe and with many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. What does the apostles' teaching look like? What did they teach? Well, simply this. They would have taught everything Jesus taught them. You see, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, who was, going to, not, who was with them and it was going to be in them, will bring to your remembrance everything I've taught you. He, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say in given situations. That's what Jesus said. So... What they taught the people what Jesus taught them. Now, they would have summarised it. 
So in summary, what did Jesus teach? During this period, I've gone into reading again the Gospels. I want to know this Jesus. I want to know him better. And I want to be better equipped to make him known. What did Jesus actually say? All sorts of people have got different opinions about all sorts of things. But I want to know what Jesus has said. I want to know how what Jesus thinks. He is the, he's my Lord and Saviour and he wants to be your Lord and Saviour. He wants to, he's directing the operations of my life and he wants to direct the operations of your life. So in summary, what Jesus taught to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And to love your neighbour as yourself. He said on this, hang, hang all the Torah, all the law. He taught them to love God and love people, to put it simply. He taught them as he got near to uh, going to the, the passion of the, the cross, he washed their feet. Do you remember that? In John 13. And he said, Greater love has no man than this, he should lay down his life for his friends. Do this to one another. So there is a special love for the believer, to, from the believer to the believer, of sacrificial love, of laying down our lives of preferring one another. Uh, laying down our lives for God's kingdom. He taught them to pray and heal the sick. And we see the mission, the short mission accounts, when sending the 12 and the 72, which were a prefigure of what was to be a global vision. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. This is normal time. And he taught them to expect greater things. That's what he taught them. And he taught them, go to the ends of the earth, to all people groups, with the good news of the kingdom. That's what I think they taught. That, that they were taught that in summary. And it says they enter fellowship. Now he prefixed the word apostle in front of fellowship. You the apostles' fellowship. What does the apostles' fellowship look like? Well, they've been with Jesus. And that's what real fellowship is. When you're spending time with people who have been with Jesus, there's something about them. There's some and there's something that I've been with people. And they, they, their faith is deeper. Their, their love is more on fire. And I want to be with them. I want to fellowship with them. That's what fellowship is. It's, it's not just having a nice cup of tea and talking about anything or sport or something like that. Nothing wrong with any of those things. But fellowship, I believe their fellowship, it was dynamic because they'd been with Jesus. They wanted to spend time with these guys. Because they knew that they had touched him and they'd handled him. And it says, and the breaking of bread. When we break bread, 
we have communion. They had communion regularly. We didn't do it on the second Sunday of the month or something like that. They did it every day. Why? Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Why? Because his sacrifice, his blood has atoned for our sins. His body was bruised for our healing. And every time we do this, we proclaim that victory over the enemy. There's, there's the early church broke bread daily. And prayer. What does the apostles' prayer look like? It isn't, oh, I hope this works. It was full of faith and expectation. These were the men and women that witnessed Jesus standing outside the Lazarus's as tomb and called him from up from the dead they ex they, they were taught to ex when you pray expect whatsoever things you desire when you pray believe that you receive and you shall have them that's what jesus said he taught expectant prayers prayers that pull on heaven prayers that make a demand not because we're worthy and not because it's our right, but because it is, we are his children and it is the children's bread to receive all the good things. He said, how much more will God, if we keep knocking and keep seeking, how much more will God the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So this is, that's the prescription. The apostles teaching. Break, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. Prescription for us today. Why don't we determine in our heart and say, you know what? I'm going to make this shift and I'm going to turn towards him. Maybe some people watching this now, you've never actually made that shift. You may have even be a church member. You may have even joined all sorts of groups but you've never turned to him can i encourage you turn to him now just come as you are and say god i come jesus thank you for dying for me on the cross P jesus please forgive me jesus please come into my life and send your holy spirit i make that shift i turn towards you and i receive you as my Lord and my Saviour. Make that shift. There's some they need to make the shift to receive the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 19, Paul meets a group of Christians. He knows they're believers. But his first question he asks, this is normal, ordinary time, remember. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? towards him open your heart open your life and receive God's anointing and so finally make the shift to devote yourself to live God's way 